<coughs> I'm Jim and this is On The Left Side, the funny football show. Walker, it might run for Sterling anyway, Raheem Sterling, it certainly saves England. It's that time of the season again where all the football journalists around Britain can hit pause on any actual football reporting and instead just copy and paste that story about a player that might join Manchester United in a few months' time and then just change the name or the fee. Or as some people like to call it, it's the international break. Yay! But for some of us in this game, we can't just cut and paste an old episode, can we? Can we? Can we just cut and paste an old episode? No, Jim. Alright, fine. In truth, I don't know what England has to do to engage people with the international game now. We've got a young and exciting team. We beat the Czech Republic 5-0 and still no one really gives a shick. Schick was one of the Czech players, by the way. It was, in fact, a great performance over the Czech Republic to kick off the Euro 2020 qualification campaign. You could almost, if you listened carefully, hear the first few bars of its football coming home drifting across the wind, whilst MS excitedly planned their blue waistcoat range for next summer. Although I'm not entirely sure why we're bothering even to try to qualify for Europe. After all, we've spent the last three years trying to leave. It's the will of the people, right? <laughs> The star on the night was undoubtedly Raheem Sterling, who scored the first England hat-trick in nine years, and his second in 14 days, meaning he has scored more hat-tricks in the last fortnight than Eden Hazard has in the last five years. (laughs) And yet, I still imagine there were some negative headlines floating around the Daily Mail's editorial meeting on Saturday. Right, guys, I've got it, I've got it. Greedy Raheem Sterling scores hat-trick where he could have passed and steals match ball for his blingy pad. Make it greedy and overpaid. Perfect. It was a very decent showing from Southgate's men, particularly when fellow home nation Scotland managed to lose 3-0 to a fictional country. Kazakhstan is a real country, Jim. For real? Kazakhstan? Where all that Borat comes from? It's a nice me like. Wow. Thought it was a make-believe place. Like Iceland. Mm-hmm. Away from international football, Patrice Evra is causing more drama than all the international games put together as a video emerged of him celebrating Manchester United's Champions League win over PSG last week in the back of a taxi. No, hang on. Celebrate isn't the right word I'm looking for. What is the word I'm looking for? Oh yeah, I meant behaving like a complete homophobic knobhead in the back of a taxi. A video has emerged of the former United man shot on a mobile phone in which he calls the Paris Saint-Germain players... Well, I don't really want to use the exact offensive word that Evra uses, so instead I'm going to use the literal definition. He calls the PSG players... Meatballs, often made from pork offal offcuts. Which just isn't cool. He said... Paris, you are some... Meatballs, often made from pork offal offcuts. I'm telling you, some... Meatballs, often made from pork offal offcuts. We put our D-team out and we did you. Paris, you are some pussies. Nice. 
There was, understandably, a little bit of a backlash to Evera's rant, and he was forced to apologise in yet another video message that he posted on social media. Hi everyone, it's Patrice Evra, Mr. I love this game of course, and I'm not homophobic because you know how I am, I'm Mr. Love this game, I love everyone, so if I offend someone or I hurt someone, I'm really apologise. I'm not sure the fact that he's Mr. I love this game is a great defence here. Maybe if he called himself I love this gay, I could believe it. Having homophobic slurs hurled at you from the back of a taxi is probably the least of PSG worries right now though after far more serious allegations were hurled at the club by one of the players' mothers. Adrian Robert's mum has hit out at the French Giants, accusing them of holding her midfield son hostage. This is pretty serious. His dear old mother, who also happens to be his footballing agent, spoke out against the club, saying, Our Adrian's a prisoner. He's even hostage to PSG. The environment is so cruel, Soon, it'll be dry bread, water and dungeon. I know these clubs like to think they're above the rules when it comes to stuff like FFP, but actually keeping someone hostage, tied up in the basement of the Parc de Prince, only being given a stale croissant and half a glass of wine that's been left too long to breathe for sustenance, it's just cruel. Or it would be if he was actually being held hostage, which he's not. He has, however, been banned from training with the first team after refusing to sign a contract extension and being accused of unprofessional behaviour by the club. He is also still picking up his €3 million Euro a year salary, which, let's face it, would make for a very different type of hostage video. Uh, I have been trapped here for three months now. Uh -huh. I am alive and well, but I am not sure how much longer I can last in these conditions. I am forced to exist on only the finest food in all of Paris. I am made to sleep on a king-size bed with many, many beautiful women. And I only see sunlight when we are on an all-expenses-paid warm-weather training camp in La Manga. Please send help, but not to light the way. Maybe in a, a week or two, or three. Merci beaucoup. I never thought I'd say this, but... Can I be a hostage, please? Look, if you want to make a change in football, there's no point in just whining about it, wallowing in self-pity, Ferraris and cheese. You need to take direct action. Take the angry Celtic fan this week, who was involved in a standoff with police in Glasgow. In an attempt to end the siege in the man's flat, the cops brought in negotiators, and it turned out the man had three very specific demands. Sergeant boy, you're the hound. Come here. Fuck up, Mo! Go him! I want a fucking bag of cans! Cans? Yeah, I get that. You got a night stuck in your flat. You may as well get in a couple of cans of tenants. I want a fucking job, I want a dressing! Fucking what though, Melis? A job? Sure, why not? In these troubled times, a man is right to try and get into the workforce however he can. Where's that man? I want Brendan Rogers back here. Brendan Rogers? Don't have that as one of your demands, man. Just wait 12 months until Leicester City are battling relegation and I'll be back with you in no time. Fuck the fucking system! Fuck you, is it all? You have to say, though, please stand off. Man demanding cans. We were all expecting Gaza to turn up with fishing rods, weren't we? I was walking next to the Runderboot. Thankfully for all those Celtic fans who do want Rodgers back, there is a simple solution. Just like there is for all those United fans who fancy Ronaldo back at Old Trafford, or all those Chelsea fans who want to see a youthful Gianfranco Zola back in his pomp in a blue shirt. Because now, we can clone footballers. 
Dr. Arkady Navarro, who is head of the European Genome Phenome Archive, or as the son would call him, a boffin, has declared that he is capable of, using current technology, cloning the likes of Lionel Messi. In fact, he uses Messi as an example when he's talking about his work. Messi could be cloned with current techniques. The result would look like Messi's twin, as if two twins had been born and we had frozen one of them for 20 or 30 years. Which is amazing and terrifying and mind-boggling all at the same time. Let that just sink in for a moment. Genetically, we could recreate the best footballers from the past and have a constant stream of world-class playing stock being introduced into the game. It's the stuff of science fiction, and part of me hopes that it stays just that way. Science fiction. Whilst a world full of little cute Lionel Messies may seem like a lovely idea, it's only a small step until people start cloning Cristiano Ronaldo, and God knows where that could lead to. I own a football pitch off the coast of Costa Rica. I've spent the last 20 years setting up a kind of biological football team. What kind of football team is this? Welcome to Ronaldo Park. That's Ronaldo. And that's Ronaldo. And that's Ronaldo. That's, that's so real. And so orange. We took a DNA sample from... Cristiano's hotel room in Las Vegas, and from it, we grew all of this. We're gonna make a fortune with this place. You'll find we've recreated the obnoxious arrogance absolutely perfectly. Maybe someone's uh, don't like me, but because I'm maybe I'm too good, I don't know why. Don't you see the danger here? <laughs> yes, they can be a little bit frisky. You've cloned a man who needs to be the best. They can't all be the best. You cannot just control Ronaldo now that he's gone. There's no telling what he's going to do. If Leo Messi doesn't win the Ballon d'Or, he doesn't eat the judges. Crikey, I knew we should have cloned James Milner. That's it, that's your funny football show for another week. Thank you very much for listening. Please hit subscribe if you've not done so already and you'll get the next show as soon as it's ready. Plus, follow us on Twitter, at On The Left Side, and we'll keep you up to date with any exciting On The Left Side stuff that happens between podcasts. I will see you later. Finish my cup of tea. Lovely cup of tea. Tea, sponsor of On The Left Side. When it's too early for beer, tea. On The Left Side is written and produced by Meatballs, often made from pork offal offcuts.